Welcome to another fine, fantastic edition of the recordings of a fangirl. Hashtag sarcasm on this Friday, the 29th of April, 2022. Oh my God, I cannot, I cannot believe that the draft happened yesterday. (laughs) <laughs> that is amazing to me because now we're the end of April. Now we're going to hopefully get into some warmer weather here on the East Coast here. Um, but anyhow, so last night I was right about three things that were going to happen in the draft. One, Pittsburgh was going to get a quarterback. I was just wrong about the one that I thought they were going to pick. I thought they would definitely go with uh, Willis, not with Pickett. Because I also think that Willis is better than Pickett. Um, number one. Number two, I told you that I thought that either DK, DK Metcalf, Debo Samuel, or A.J. Brown were going to get traded during the draft. And they did. A.J. Brown got traded to the Eagles. And I told you that people were going to dra- um, trade up and trade down in the first round. You knew that was going to happen. Now, it didn't look like it was going to happen when we got to the pick number 10. And every everybody picked according um, to their draft number. But let's talk about the big winners in round one. Giants, who didn't have to make any trades, by the way. Um, they got two premier players in the draft. All right, so let's talk about their picks. So I have to look at my notes. So I take notes, let me just tell you. All right. Um, okay, so they got... <laughs> they got Kayvon. You are not going to have me pronounce his last name. He has power. He has hand usage. He can be one of the top defensive ends in the league. He has burst. He can burst. He has, he has body control. He, I thought the Jets should have traded, uh, should, should, should have picked him at, at number uh, four. But, you know, okay. And then they got um, Evan Neal. Overwhelmingly large and, and powerful for, and overpowerful for most defensive ends. Neal isn't lacking in, um, in finesse to his game either. He's well-rounded tackle with a smooth pass set, an anchor that is almost never pulled away and is necessary mobility needed to survive against speed rushers. He has all the ingredients of a franchise tackle. Okay, I'm gonna say that again, a franchise tackle. And the Giants got him at seven. So they got a defensive end and they got a guy that they need right there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. On the offensive line. To help Daniel Jones, who I think everybody, when I'm reading the tweets this past week, you guys are sleeping on him. Just because they didn't offer him the fifth-year option 
does not mean that they're not interested in keeping him. Let's just make that crystal clear. They just want to see him improve within a new system. Don't forget. Now they're trying to fix the offensive line. Hopefully in the second and third rounds, they get him some weapons. Because there's still some premier wide receivers and tight ends available. And even a running back. You know, you need a backup to Barkley. Um, and we'll see what the Giants can do. Okay. So, okay. So there we go on that. Um, I'm just shocked. I'll just say this first, that Jacksonville picked Walker. Um, he's only had one year of standout production. I know he's a very defensive lineman with a lot of versatility. Okay, I know. And he does create um, pressure inside on pass downs. And it'll add strength. But with all, why would you pass on Aiden Hutchinson? He's a stand-up rusher. He brings potential um, patent energy. He's a pass rusher polished. He's a polished pass rusher. He has a lot of defensive strengths. You passed up on who I thought should have been the first pick of the draft. But you know what? I'm happy he went to Detroit because, you know, he don't have to move now. He can stay in the state of Michigan, uh, which is good for him, the hometown boy. Just like Carolina Panthers picked the hometown boy for them, which we'll, we'll talk about in a minute. And so who the Giants, who the Jets get? Well, they got sauce. Um, he's definitely an immediate immediate starter. Um, he's definitely going to shore up the defensive backfield. He he definitely is a premier player. He's definitely a good, great, eh, cornerback. I, I, you know, he, um, he has rare agility and control. He can succeed in almost any single matchup. You know, they got a great player. But I'm going to remind all Jets fans, remember, this is the guy you wanted. Just like last year when you wanted Zach Wilson. Don't throw him under the bus in his first year. Let the guy develop. He's not coming in all ready to go. All developed. He's now got to learn a whole new scheme. He's got new teammates. He's got new systems. you got to let these players develop. According to their timeline. Not your timeline. Um... So, I mean, you know, and then, and, and then, let me just say, then the Jets got Garrett Wilson, Ohio State. He's got slick cutbacks after the catch. He's polished to create windows of separation. He's a shot of energy for any receiving core. He is the best the best wide receiver in the league in the in the in the draft 
he is better than Elijah Moore. You all think that like Elijah Moore is not untouchable. Let me just tell you something. Garrett Wilson is 10 times better than Elijah Moore. Now, I'm not saying Elijah Moore is not that good. But if we're going to go on wide receiver one, two, three, and four, right now you got, you really don't have a true one, but you have Davis. So we'll put Corey Davis as a one, right? You got, now you have Wilson, a two. Moore, a three. Berrios, a four. Now, do they make a trade for Metcalf in the draft in the second or third round? Do they try to get Samuel? Because if they do that, then Corey Davis moves to a two. Wilson moves to a three. Moore, Moore moves to the four. And then you just use Berrios. Um, ever so often on the offensive side of the ball. You use him more on special teams. It's going to be interesting. And then the Jets made, I think, the most surprising trade ever and traded up in the draft and got JJ, who I saw a lot of tweets for. Um, Jermaine Johnson. <laughs> I guess we're just going to call him JJ now, right? Um, okay, so he has motor and power that push him off the draft board. That's why he's got he's got he's he's a, he's got a good he's got a good set of systems. I'm trying to look at my, my notes on him because I don't I didn't have him going. Obviously, I had him going a little higher up than he did, but, you know, like I said, a lot of times we think we're going to, we think we know where players are going to go, and we do not. Um, I'm just trying to see where I have him. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, okay, like, for example, I had Drake London going um, 22nd, so... We were wrong on that one. Um, okay, so Jermaine Johnson, the second. Here's some of his strengths. Strong edge setter with a frame to take on Lyman and hold his ground. Solid knee bender, won't play with reckless leverage. Tracks the ball well through traffic and won't get lost in the mix. Crafty pass rusher changes angles and tempo in confusing and unpredictable ways. Overwhelming tackler who, who is hard to shake once he gets his hands attached. Weakness. Balanced lapses can lead to some trips and slips. Not the type to fire out of the starting gates and get upfield quickly. Many uh, may need some more seasoning if he's going to be used dropping into coverage. But overall, the Jets did wonderfully in their draft, the first round. So now stay tuned for the second and third and fourth round <laughs> and fifth round. Um, they traded one of their picks away for him. I mean, they, you have to say that they did brilliant, as did the Giants. 
did the Giants. And, okay, so now, the Ravens. Ravens got big. They made, they made some, um, some big moves. Of course, I don't think from looking at the tweets that Lamar Jackson was very happy that they traded away their Wilson. Um, because uh, what I'm looking at here, <laughs> he was not very happy. From Lamar Jackson's tweet, what the fuck? Literally. Um, they dealed Brown to the Cardinals. So, here was the trade. The Baltimore Ravens received the 23rd overall pick. And the Cardinals got the third round pick, which is the 100th pick, and Marquise Brown. The Ravens then traded the number 23 pick to the Buffalo Bills for the number 25th pick and the number 130th pick. And then they took a center in number 25. Um, so, um, and well, Kyle Murray was very happy. So he said, let's run it back, Hollywood to the desert. You all welcome my boy. Yes. Meanwhile, Jackson was not pleased. And he tweeted, what the fucking fuck, bro? We traded away Hollywood. That was somebody else on theirs. And then he retweeted that tweet. And then he tweeted, what the fuck? And then he said, um, and then Baltimore Ravens welcomed their new center, Tyler Ling Linderbaum. Hope I said that right. And Lamar Jackson then tweeted over there, it's not about my new center. Stop that bullshit. Regardless, Jackson not happy with Baltimore's draft night that exiled his top receiver and his approaching last season of his rookie contract without an extension in place. Well, we'll see where this goes. And then, of course, Hollywood Brown tweeted, Wish I could have played with my brother forever, but I'm going to see you at the top. Ravens returned similar value in the deal what they spent on Brown in the 2019 draft. So, there you go. Well, we'll see what happens. See, there's always drama during the draft. That was the drama part of the draft last night. Um, of course, the Eagles got A.J. Brown. Who... Didn't look like, I guess he was kind of happy, but he tweeted, see, this is what I'm saying. If you're going to tweet something, you can't delete it. There's no purpose in deleting. There's no purpose in deleting. People take screenshots. All right. People take screenshots. Now, let me see where I put it. I will read it. So he tweeted. He tweeted this. Did I save it? I thought I saved it. Um, let me see where it is. I don't know if I have it or not. Hold hold the boat. Let me see. Um, but he tweeted, it's not my fault, basically. He goes, Tennessee, I love you. Just know this is not my fault in capital letters. Um, well, yeah, no, it 
kind of is your fault, honey. You didn't want to sign the contract. You wanted more. You wanted more money than they were be they were able to give you. So what do you want to say? It is your fault. If you wanted to stay in Tennessee so bad, then you should have fucking signed the deal they were giving you. $20 million a year is, I think, plenty, don't you? I think that's plenty. Um, so, anyway. So, I'm just going to go back to the Giants for a minute. Um, so here it goes. Daniel Jones is going to go from dodging bullets in the pocket to reading books. He is going to have a lot more time. Imagine going from Nate Soldier to Evan Neal. Bingo. Bingo. Because what have I been saying this whole entire time? You can't expect quarterbacks to be successful in this league if you don't Give them pass protection with a great or even better than great offensive line and weapons. You need to have them have that. If they don't get that, they ain't gonna be good. Remember that. A quarterback cannot be successful and not live up to his talent and potential if you don't help the quarterback. Speaking of that, so the Panthers solidify the left tackle spot with their first round pick of Iggy, which they call Iggy, at number six. So let's look into, let me look at my notes on him, and I will tell you. Um, once labeled as the most feared man in the ACC, Iggy lived up to the building in 2021. He exemplifies physicality on the football field, playing with an equal, equally tenacious approach in the run and passing game. He combines edge with great athleticism and body control. Teams might wonder if he's a better fit at guard or tackle. It's likely it won't matter where he ultimately settles because he has all pro potential. So they did right. You know, they, they threw screens at you, the Panthers, um, that they were going to draft a quarterback at six. Everybody thought Pickett was going to be picked. Um, if you give Sam Darnold help and you build the offensive line, now get him a wide receiver in the draft or a tight end, actually. Give him some weapons. He's going to be fine at quarterback. He has talent and ability to be a franchise quarterback. I've said this from day one. The Jets never did him right. The Panthers didn't do him right last year. And you can't build your whole entire offensive schemes around Christian McCaffrey. Get him some, get him some help. So we'll see what happens with them. But I think overall the first round was pretty, was pretty decent. Um, we'll see what happens the second round here. And the uh, second and third round tonight. What's going to happen? I don't, I'm going to make three predictions. This is what I think. I think Willis is going to be, be chosen. There's going to be another quarterback picked. I think only one quarterback is going to go. I think that's going to be Willis. Um, I think we're going to see some, some more trades. I will be shocked 
if we don't see Seattle especially, who needs to have picks, who needs to rebuild their team, trade Metcalf during the second and third rounds. Because I just have a feeling that they're going to trade him. That or, or, that or the 49ers. Um, you know, you already had uh, Kayvon go, defensive ends. You've had Hutchinson go. You've had Walker go. Um, you've had Jermaine Johnson go. So I don't know if this trend is going to keep happening in this next two rounds with defensive ends. But but you may you may see um, some more defensive tackles get off the board. Um, you definitely are going to see more cornerbacks get off the board too. I mean, we had Gardner get off the board. You had Stingley Jr. get off the board. Um, you know. We've had those, you know, but we still have some other people on, on that board that are that are worthy of getting. Um, and of course, we had wide receivers. You know, I, I, I think you need to see what each team needs are before we can decide what, what players are going to uh, get off the board. Um, all those teams that picked quarterbacks last year should be trying to help their quarterback with giving them weapons and giving them an offensive line so they have more pass protection. Like that said, like, like, like Chicago Bears really need to do that for uh, Justin Fields. Um, and if Trey Lance is going to start, and you're gonna, oh, and also, now that I'm mentioning in the San Francisco 49ers, are they going to trade Jimmy Garoppolo in the second or third round? Because you know, if they're going with Trey Lance, like, it's been rumored that he's going to be the starter. What are they doing? First of all, what are they doing as a backup? They're not going to pay Jimmy Garoppolo to be a backup. They're going to trade him. What are they going to do? Where is he going to go? It's amazing. But, oh, I think I saw that. Tw- I really wanted to just read that tweet, though. Because here's the thing. Now I'm going to tell, this is for all you athletes out there, Okay. Don't tweet something and then delete it. It looks like it's the most idiotic thing you could ever do. If you think you need to delete something, you should never have tweeted it in the first place. So I'm just trying to see if I can find it because I really want to just read it directly. I think this is it. Let me see. Mm. Philadelphia, welcome to Philly. Blah, blah, blah. Dum, bum, bum. Um. Oh, Jalen Hurts tweeted him. Um, and, um, obviously it's, it's here. Um. Hold on, let's see. Because, you know, I mean, what he said, I don't understand why he had to delete it because it really wasn't bad. Kind of. I mean, he did say it's not my fault. Kind of. When it kind of is, because, I mean, you all you had to do was just resign. 
sometimes it shouldn't be all about the money. It should be about... <laughs> it should, it should, it should be about winning. But from some of these guys, they don't care about winning. Because, I mean, let's just look logically. Because somebody else said something um, really, really great on Twitter, and I, and I commented on it, about, um, about um, Jamal Adams. Okay. So they said, you know, some guy, you know, thanked Jamal Adams for getting the Jets, um, you know, Plex, blah, blah, blah. We don't want you back when the Jets are stacking W's and the Hawks are leaving bottom feeders. And then I said to them, just remember, he did not want to do a rebuilding. All he wanted was his money. He got his money, and right now the Jets are in a better position to win than the Seattle Seahawks. So he's stuck with the Seattle Seahawks because he got his money. And that's what I'm saying. Yes, I do believe players need to be paid. You know, you got to get paid when you can get paid because in football, you never know when you're going to, when you can possibly get hurt and your career could be over. I get it. But you shouldn't always just be all about the money. And Jamal Adams showed you that he was all about the money. That's all he was. He didn't care about winning. He didn't care about rebuilding. He didn't care about anything else. He cared about his money. Same could be said for A.J. Brown. Because really, A.J. Brown, are you going to win with the Eagles? Chances are no. You had, a more, you had a better chance of winning with the Titans than you did with the Eagles. So when money issues get into the way, you got to really look at that logically and be like, is this worth it? Is, is me, is me, is getting me $30 million a year as the highest paid wide receiver worth it? Or do I rather get less money at $20 million a year, $15 million a year with signing bonuses and then win a Super Bowl? Like, where do I have the best chance to win? And I can tell you, most guys don't care about winning. You can see that right there. You see that. So now switching gears, I'll talk about social media for a second. All right, so just a couple little social media, like little things. Okay, so if you have a business, right, or a brand, or you're an entre entrepreneur, that business that you're building becomes your castle, right? It becomes your pride and joy. And you just don't want to give the keys to your castle to anybody, right? Like imagine buying a Ferrari. Are you going to give the keys to just anybody? Uh, no, right? You need to think about that when you're marketing online with social media. Which platforms are going to keep your business, your keys to your castle secure? And I can tell you right now that's not Facebook and Instagram. They don't care about you. Unless you're a celebrity and you can quickly get your account back when it's hacked, they don't care about you. You don't want to, why would you want to stay on a platform that if you get hacked, your whole entire castle is gone in a heartbeat, in a second? Why would you want to stay on a platform that does that? 
and doesn't care about you and doesn't show that, he, that, that they care about you and your business. All right. There are tons of platforms to be on. Don't give in to the pressure of thinking that you need to stay on Facebook and Instagram because other people aren't going to tell you not to stay on that platform. They're going to tell you to stay on that platform. They're going to tell you that platform works. I'm telling you it doesn't. Okay. I've been in this business long enough to tell you and to know when things go haywire, what to do. Right now, Instagram is being taken over by hackers and they don't care. They don't care that their platform is being taken over by bots and hackers. Why are you on there? If you are an athlete, you should get your, get your, get yourself off Instagram. Go on TikTok. Use TikTok. It's the same type of platform. It's videos. You can still, you can still put photos on there. And, but then you can put a photo on there and set it to music, for God's sakes. A little bit more powerful than just throwing on a photo, right? Here I am in my uniform, boom. Here I am in my uniform, boom. Here's my song, you know? Coming in hot. Song. Uh, plays a song. Put like three pics of you in your uniform on game day. Ding, ding, boom. Bing, bam, boom. Right there. Anyway, the power of social media, I'm going to tell you what it is right now. The power of social media lies in the ability to properly understand how it works and why people use it the way they do. So many of you don't care about that. You don't understand that. You just think it's social media, boom, out there. And like I've said before, and this whole entire show is always dedicated to it, most athletes, they don't care about us fans on social media. If you notice, they'd rather be antisocial because if they were social with us, then they would be on the same level as us and they think they're better than us. The only difference between a football player and me, basically, is the money he makes and the money I make. That's it. That's, that's the difference. Well, that and, you know, he plays football. I don't play football. I'm not designed to play football either. FYI, for all those women out there that, oh, I can play football. No, no, really, you can't. Um, but just get yourself off it. Just get yourself off Instagram. Go on TikTok. Do TikTok instead of Instagram. And remember, TikTok was first. Um, there's a lot of different stuff. Social media formula is this. Content plus distribution equals exposure. That's it. That's it. That's what it is. The biggest mistake brands make is focusing on social media when they should be focusing on the content that creates connection. See, and that's where the athletes don't get it. They do not make connections with fans on social media. They are afraid of that. So for all those football players that, you know, oh, I'm tough, Mr. Tough Guy. Tough, tough, tough. You're not tough. You're weak as hell. Shut up. If you were tough, you wouldn't be afraid to engage with fans who are loyal to you, who support you, who want the best for you, who send you positivity, that positive energy. That's who you should engage with, but you don't. I mean, just yesterday, we are still, still with the Jets, with Beckham. So Rich Samini tweets something, you know, well, now Beckham can sit down and relax. You know, they're not going to get rid of him. And he has to tweet him. Why? Why do you care about negativity that's said about you? Like everything that anybody says triggers the hell out of you. And you're going to become a parent? Oh, my God. God bless that child. Why do you let negativity bother you? Ignore it. 
you create more and more storylines being written by you because it triggers you. They know it triggers you and they keep at it. That goes for every athlete. So if athletes want to actually show some guts, if athletes want to actually show how tough they are and that, you know, they care about the fan base that they're, that they play for, why don't you start engaging and connecting with fans? You'd be surprised as to what you can learn from people who you have, who can do nothing for you. And also to the guy that said on Twitter, let me go get the tweet. I will tweet. Hold on. I have to get the tweet. I'm going to get it. Mm-hmm. 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 Hold the boat. Because I tweeted it yesterday. This is after the draft. This is, hold on, before the draft. So I have to find it. Um, I've been tweeting a lot. So I just, I have to actually look for shit now. Um, which is kind of weird, right? Um, so somebody tweeted, and just to be quite honest, you know, just to be tweet, you know, that the only reason why Sierra is with Russell Wilson is because she's along for the ride. <laughs> and I laugh at that. Because that's not why. Is she not there for the ride? She has her own money. She has her own money. And, 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 she has her own career. Not every single woman out here in the world are gold diggers. Repeat, not every woman out here are gold diggers. Stop thinking that every one of us is after your money. And I'm going to tell you something. Here's a little secret for today. Because I'm going right after this podcast is over. I'm going to the jewelry store. Like I have a jeweler. I had a ring, a diamond ring made up for me. They're heirlooms from both sides of my family. And I had it put together into one ring. I bought my own diamond ring, honey. I have my own money. I don't need your money. If I show you loyalty and support and I'm bringing my positive energy to you, this is to the athletes out there, it's because I care about you enough where I believe in you and I just want to get that message across to you. I'm not after your money. I could give two shits about your money because you know what? Money isn't going to make me happy. Literally, I'm going to tell you, money does not make me happy. It doesn't buy my happiness. My happiness is I want your attention. I want your love. I want your compassion. I want you to push me to be a better person. I want you to support me in my dreams. I want you to want to have conversations with me and talk and hang out. Yes, and snuggle. But that's what I want. That's going to make me happy. You buying me gifts is not going to make me happy. Now, are there times when I want gifts? Oh, hell yeah, honey. Of course, my birthday and Christmas. Two times a year when I expect that because it's my birthday. I'm all selfish on my birthday and Christmas, but not to break the bank. I, 
here's the thing. I'd rather get a gift that was heart, that was heart that that, that was made from the heart. That was they put their heart into buying that gift or they put their heart into making that gift. Then just going, here you go. Here's your new car. Here you go. Here's a Louis Vuitton bag. Here you go. Here's this. We're going to go on a trip to, you know, I don't know, Maui. Here you go. That's not going to make me happy. Yeah, sure, that's all fun and games. But if that's what you guys out there think, that all the girls are after your money, <laughs> you are so mistaken. And you want to know something else? If you all football players keep t- telling me and keep telling the fan base that your body is a temple, then why the fuck are you sleeping with fucking hoes from Tinder and other fucking dating apps who give you STDs? Just, you know, putting that out there. Why are you going for the, um, the touchdowns, the quick, you know, the quickie touchdowns, the one and dones, if your body is such a temple? If you're so worried about the food you put into it, the exercise and the workouts that you have to do to maintain it, then shouldn't you be more concerned about the extracurricular activity that you're doing with your body? Because then you're stupid enough when you do that shit too. Then sometimes you um, you create the bandwagon yourself, basically. You create the monster, not the bandwagon. Um, you create the gold digger. Because then I see some of you guys out there and I see you tweeting it and posting it. You know, that you're buying her gifts and you're buying her this and you're, and you're, you're you know, you created that yourself. Not all women are gold diggers. And not all women are hoes either. <laughs> Learn to know the difference between real and fantasy. Most of you guys don't know that difference, by the way. And that just goes for all guys in general. Um, but we'll talk about that in the next podcast. So, and the next one, I think, is going to be on YouTube. I'm going to do the recordings of a fangirl. Hashtag sarcasm with a video podcast. And like every other week, video one. And then, of course, this will stay the same and this will be the audio. But the sassy show, which I do, which is presented by Rockland World Radio, I do on Facebook is no longer going to be on Facebook. It's going to be on YouTube only. YouTube podcast. I have so many more great things happening with podcasts. I'm going to have guests um, on assassination. I'm building up the podcast. Um, so I'm going to change up a couple things with my subscription on, on these podcasts and what exclusive stuff I'm going to give you and all that kind of stuff. And I think I'm going to just do playing with the boys for Twitter space. I think I'll just keep that as a Twitter space podcast kind of thing. Um, I think I like it that right now as I'm writing the book. So here's a little hint into the book, by the way. So I will give you, I will give this to you. Um, Let me see if I can find it. Okay. Back in the day, cover two was also called the double zone because both outside receivers had a form of double coverage. There are references to that that claim the 1963 Chicago Bears played a form of double zone and confused the heck out of people. 
this is this is significant because most folks were only playing rotating zones. If the, that cover two is famous for having a hole in the middle, but if you had a fast, agile middle linebacker, as the 1970s Pittsburgh Steelers did, then you could have him race down the middle and split the deep zone into three, forming what is now known as the Tampa Two defense. So there's a little inside scoop into my book writing called Playing with the Boys. Anyhow, anywho, I will see you all on Tuesday. Well, not see you, but you will hear from me on Tuesday with Sassy Nation. I will go over the rest of the draft, winners, losers, surprises, that kind of stuff. And we'll get to more depth talking about the season and look look ahead to the season and what I think is going to happen, blah, 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 yada, yada, yada. And I'll do another Twitter um, space next week. And I will also revamp up a lot of my podcast stuff. So look for that. Look for the tweets. So again, I'm on Twitter, AxeTheX. YouTube channel, just look up Stephanie Dolce. You'll find me. I'm there. TikTok, I am Sassy Girl Forever 2021. Pinterest, just look up Sassy Productions, INC. You can look up Google My Business, um, Sassy Productions, INC, and you can look that up. And on there, I give you all the links to my social media. So you can look that up. And also look it up on my Twitter account. Go to my Twitter, go to my page, and you can just click the links and just go to those um, social media uh, platforms. I am no longer on Instagram or Facebook. So don't look for me there. You won't find me. Um, and I think that's about it. Did I miss anybody? Oh, I'm also on Nextdoor, but. That's local, so I mean, it's a a national one too, but if you're not in like New York, it doesn't really matter. Um, Although you could follow my business, Just Brew It Gourmet Coffee on Nextdoor. Okay, and that's about it. So have an awesome weekend and I will see you on the other side.